Ready to rise through the ranks of the online marketing hierarchy? Take some notes from the original Royals of Revenue, the Internet Traffic Kings. We're about to open up a treasure chest of knowledge from the best of the best. With your hosts, Kevin the Cook Father, DiVincenzi, the original Big Fabu, John Fondy, and the ultimate compliance conciliary, Attorney Bennett Kelly. In three, two, one. Hello, everybody, and once again, welcome to Internet Traffic King. Uh, I'm your host, the big fabu, John Fondi, and we're broadcasting from the studios here at UNLV, and it is a ghost town here in Las Vegas, and we're going to talk about what we're going to do if there's a ghost town that's happening in your area, or uh, what you're going to have to do if maybe you've lost your job, or how you reinvent yourself, and so we're bringing internet experts on to talk about everything that's going on in the past and how it's changing in 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 the new world. And this is a show for not only the experts that we've been dealing with over the years, but also for the new people that are joining us and want to reinvent themselves. And how do you get into this world of internet marketing? What should you do? What should you do if you're working from home? What are some of the rules? What are some of the laws? And how you can protect yourself if people are stealing your information as well. And uh, so we've got some great guests on this particular show. Uh, the, the big dog Bennett Kelly is going to be here with us today to talk about all things uh, legal as well. He's got some great stuff to talk about. And uh, we've got uh, D Dollar Sign, the big money uh, out there. Uh, Darren Blatt's with us as well to talk about some projects that he's got going on as well. And uh, coming up, an amazing fellow, Rick Benick, talks about uh, the amazing success that he's had in the survival gear and how he's used uh, social marketing and television and radio to really improve the things he's doing. So we've got an extremely diverse show that we're going to do. We always try to keep it light, keep it pithy. And uh, of course, if you want to uh, ask us questions or questions you'd like to see on the show, you can go to the uh, the uh, internet site, which we'll give to you in just a little bit. But right now, executive producer, <laughs> uh, the click father, Kevin D. Vincenzi. Kevin, welcome to the show. Hey, John, how are you today? Oh, that's good. I think you started to give out the uh, the, the internet, and I kind of jumped on. Yeah, in, in, internettraffickings.com. So that that's uh, yep, internettraffickings.com. And if you want to send an email, info at internettraffickings.com. Yeah, and I think uh, this show is really designed for for everybody, particularly mm -hmm. if you've got some questions. And yeah, uh, you have a head in your background, by the way, John. Yeah, right. <laughs> James in the background there. <laughs> yeah, Casper, sh Casper showed up again. That's right. He's kind of one of those guys that, uh, well, he's struck it by show business, of course. And so yeah. he's going to actually be hosting next week's show. So we'll give him full Excellent. speed out there as well. Awesome. Love um, it. So, Kevin, uh, wow, what a week we had last week. Yeah. I mean, it kind of seemed like things were starting to kind of crescend and uh, move to the top. But uh, we've seen a lot of changes. Some changes we've seen a lot of misinformation <coughs> over right. the past few weeks that they've re-identified re that misinformation and I think information is great but incorrect information can sometimes be really harmful to to everybody well that's the thing you know you, I don't consume a lot of uh, news media because it, it's everything is just to me um Overexploited, you know. If there's, you know, a hurricane and one house goes on fire, it's like, you know, the town's blazing. Um, and I think with this, everything that that's reported is reported, so people keep watching and keep keep doing that. 
Yeah, it's great to watch the head behind you, John. That's great. <laughs> um, I do, I do think it's a great time though for people to just focus on themselves and learn new skills, learn new things while you have this time at home. You know, it, it's it's definitely a big reset for everybody. So I think yeah. that's going to be uh, huge. So instead of being instead of being bored, you know, pick up a new skill, pick up an old hobby, do something, do something positive. You know, well, I think it's a great time to do some new stuff with the kids and uh, re and educate yep. them on some things that maybe they're not going to be learning, you know, in their school and kind of can you know, sort of teach them that maybe things are going to change and how how your children can adapt to what's going on as well and uh, and your parents can ease them into it a little bit. Uh, uh, Kevin, you buy a lot of traffic, and essentially right. for our new customers, what does that mean, and how does that affect the, the customer? So essentially what we do as an agency is we buy and sell traffic. So we'll, we'll, we'll buy traffic from a source, say it's Google, we're buying, somebody goes in, they search uh, radio host, you know how I found you, John. Um, no, they, they, they'll search radio host, <clears throat> and then a bunch of paid ads will come up. So we we do quite a bit in intent driven marketing. So somebody's searching for something and we have that solution for them. That's one of the aspects. Another aspect would be to buy display placements, i.e. banners, you know, um, up on sites that are relevant as well. You know, marketing's come a long way. In addition to that, we buy TV, radio, and print ads, postcards as well. So we've got a, a full gamut of different advertising we do. Um, the big difference with us to a traditional agency is 90% of our business is done on a performance base basis, meaning that we don't get paid unless an action actually happens, whether it's a sale, a lead, a call, something's gotta happen for us to get paid. You know, for the people that are just uh, maybe reinventing themselves or are getting into this business as well, uh, you can give them some, some consultation help as well to get them started and keep them on track. Absolutely. I've been doing this for 24 years now. I know you said 40 a couple shows ago, John, that's only, <laughs> only 24. Um, so I have a lot of experience and a lot of, you know, where you can navigate. It's funny. I was thinking about a <clears throat> business challenge that I had uh, yesterday and thinking, okay, so this happened, how can I learn from it? So next time I'll, I won't make the same mistake. So th there's a lot of learning that I have, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars in, in media spend and I can leverage that for people to be able to explain, Hey, I wouldn't do this. And here's why, here's the reason why this may not work out, you know, to the most ideal situation for you. Does a customer have to have a lot of money to buy traffic? Uh, no, we've seen people, and Darren, I'm sure you have as well, you know, with $50, you know, start out with 50 bucks, and, you know, and, and literally in 30 days, 60 days, they're spending, you know, big dollars. The, the, the biggest challenge that they would have is having the funds to be able to leverage it against the media. You know, we partner with some of our affiliates on things like that as well. So if somebody comes to us and says, hey, I've got this niche, it's working, I'm making call the 30% ROI, can you help me? We'll absolutely fund through that deal because it makes sense for everybody. I think Facebook made it really easy for everybody as well because everybody absolutely. has a account and you can just drop whatever kind of money you want in there. Yeah, so yeah, so we, we, Darren and I could come up with a business today and put $20 in there and do a proof of concept and within hours know if we've got something and then the next day be like, all right, let's do 100. Okay, it's working, let's go 500, let's go 1,000. I mean, the propensity to scale in this business is unlike any other. It's not like you're buying a billboard, waiting for them to print the billboard, put the billboard up on a screen, 
wait for the phone calls to come in. I mean, you're quick, you're instant. That's, that's what I love about the business. It's instant gratification. Well, you know, the great thing about that is we do want to take the time to uh, introduce Darren. Uh, we're talking about him, so we want people to know who he is. Uh, better known as D-Money, and uh, he's, he's got some great things going. Darren, welcome once again, coming back on the show. Catch us up to what, what you've done since the last time we, what we've seen you and what you've got coming up in the future. Yeah, well, we have a lot of uh, developments happening uh, since the last time we spoke. Um, you know, it's not easy to reinvent a wheel. <clears throat> I mean, it's pretty hard. And uh, since we started uh, creating a virtual digital expo, um, we've learned a few things and we've modified a few things. So we have some updates on where we're going with this and why we're different than maybe some of the others that you're starting to see sprout up out there lately. So I'll just say a few things. Um, You'll see others starting to do speakers. You know, anybody can do speakers. You can, you know, use a platform and that's pretty easy to do. Uh, and yes, we're going to have speakers. And a matter of fact, I was in a great business meeting last week with Gary Vaynerchuk's people. And I would love to bring Gary Vaynerchuk back to be a keynote speaker. So if you're interested in our show and you'd like to see Gary Vaynerchuk or other big names, uh, you can get in right now and be the exclusive sponsor for our speakers and conferences. Uh, instead of breaking it up into a bunch of uh, sponsors, we'll have one main one for that. Um, in addition to that, we're going to have a social scene. We're going to have an actual trade show floor that will look like a trade show floor. Your booth will look like a trade show booth. And you'll still have all the functionality of what you would do at a trade show. You can drop a business card off. You can engage in a chat. You can see the representative. And you're not restricted to any set hours. You can just work whatever hours you want because there's going to be people in Asia. There's going to be people in Europe that are going to want to stop by. So without having to fly across the world, you could just have a rep from your company work the live cam and be a part of the group at that time. But what's really going to be a immersive experience is that you're going to actually be able to zoom in and go deeper into the booth. We're building out monster-sized booths. So if you want to be a platinum sponsor or a gold level, or maybe you just want a bigger-sized booth, we're going to have more information, more people for you to contact, more promo videos, social media links. We have a lot in this thing. So you'll be able to interact live. You're going to be networking. We have speakers. You have live demos. So when you're at your booth, if you want to do a live demonstration or a presentation, you're going to be able to do it right there at your booth. Um, like I said, you could do a private or a group chat at your booth as well. We're going to provide behind-the-scenes exclusive industry interviews. I know I'll personally I grabbed a bunch from the last show in January that I haven't released yet, and we'll be happy to do a lot more coming up, and we'll provide a, a whole section for that. And we'll, hopefully we'll get some of your interviews, and we can beef that in the back end as well. Well, tell um, our viewers uh, how to get in touch with you and how they can uh, sign up and, and also grab a booth as well. Perfect. Right now the... We have a new rebrand coming soon, but for now, until the rebrand is ready, you can go to affiliateball.com. Uh, we're calling it the Affiliate Ball Virtual Expo at the moment. But, but again, be prepared. There will be a rebrand and a whole different site coming soon. Uh, but it's free. So right now, you can register for free. Uh, before we start thinking about charging money, get in now. It's free. What do you have to lose? Uh, and for booths, you can do a 50% off deal with no setup fee as low as $500. So for $500, get yourself on the floor map, get a booth, a 
it's a no-brainer in my opinion. You get a bigger booth for only $250 more, have an extra video screen, have more about your sales reps and who they could contact. Um, but in addition to the amazing booth, and I'd post pictures, but you know, to be quite frank with you, there's a lot of people out there trying to figure out, are we going to do an expo and how are we going to do it? And what I've learned from the very beginning is that there's platforms out there that are really kind of a cookie cutter thing. And I just wasn't impressed. So we started building this thing from the ground up. We're going to use a very um, reliable existing cam platform as far as making sure that we're not hackable and we could accommodate thousands and thousands of people. We've thought of all of the dynamics. Uh, we'll give host control to each booth. Um, but in addition to the functionality of the booth and how great it's going to be, and by the way, we have a, a networking lounge. So you might want to stop by the networking lounge and meet people, get in a group chat, go back to the trade show floor. Uh, in addition to that, we're going to have back-to-back -back nights of parties. So not only are we going to have an affiliate ball, we're going to have the marketer's ball come back. You might have heard of the marketer's ball in the past. We've thrown them at LeedsCon. Or I'm sorry. Yeah, LeedsCon, we've done them. We've done it at AdTech. And last year, we were the official party of traffic and conversion. Uh, but now it's going to be an exclusive event for this uh, with back-to-back -back nights with surprise guests. And we're in talks as well with Snoop Dogg. And I'll be contacting other past artists. You could only use, I mean, maybe T-Pain, maybe Ludacris. We don't know yet. Um, it, it all depends on sponsor support. So again, if you're interested and you want to lock up one of these amazing sponsorship packages, they range from, you can get a booth from $500. You could be a party sponsor for as low as $2,000 or $1,000. $5,000, you could be one of the main sponsors of the marketer's ball and up to like $10,000 or $20,000 or whatever uh, for the affiliate ball or the networking lounge or possibly the speaker room. So with all of that in mind, we're going to bring the AFI Awards back during the affiliate ball. Uh, the AFI Awards, as you know, are a popular award. Uh, it's been around for about 10 years now where we- hey, somebody needs to see what they look like. I have one right here. Ah, there, hold on. You got put it, put it. There you go. It's blending in your background. We can't even see it. Oh, no. It's, oh, yeah, it's an blending. invisible it's award. Blending. It's an invisible one. It's yes, blending. Yes. Um, it's hey, so we want to uh, take this time to thank D-Money for coming out and talking to us about the show. We'll have you back again. By the way, uh, give us the dates for that, uh, for that uh, virtual yes, show. Yes, it's uh, currently June 3rd through June 5th, with the first two days being trade show floor, and the last day will be speakers. Okay, and the great. one thing I want to say, John, is following Darren on this journey for the past uh, few weeks, there are a lot of competitors coming out, but anybody can put their name on uh, on a trade show and say that, you know, that this is an expo, this is a trade show. But when you dig in and you actually look at what they're providing, it's not a virtual trade show. It's either recorded content or, you know, or something else that they're doing, but it's not, from what I'm seeing, what Darren's doing, it's an actual full-blown virtual trade show. And that's what makes it so exciting. So anything that you could do besides being physically there at a trade show, you can do on this platform. Um, so I do want to caution people as they're seeing everybody's doing an expo now. That's not the same thing. You know, I, I emailed uh, somebody that just announced one on the same dates that uh, Darren's is. And they said, yeah, we're maxing at a thousand people. And I'm thinking, well, as an advertiser, why would I want to just have a thousand people of which, you know, 60% will show up 600 people and their, their rates were ridiculous. The rates Darren just gave, you know, $500 entry level for a booth. The other company was $2,000 entry level for a booth with a thousand person max. 
Darren may end up with 25,000 people in this show. So at $500, it's an absolute bargain. So I'm, I'm 100% behind it. And, and the best take- part is that we have a past audience with the affiliate ball uh, right. that I reach out to in my news, newsletters. We have 45,000 past guests and I'm making it free. So I would imagine we'll easily get over 10,000 people. I'm hoping for 30,000 people. So it's really a no brainer. Yep. Yeah. All right, great. That sounds awesome. We'll be we'll be back to you. Keep so- us updated. Yeah, we, we need to talk to Darren every couple of weeks and see where 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 it's going. Really I love excited. it, guys. I appreciate being here. Thank you, Absolutely, guys. Absolutely, Darren. Much. Thank you. Not making as much money as he won in the net. The internet traffic kings are by far your best bet. Twenty four years at the top of the game. Spotify and iTunes. Look for them by name. New episodes every Thursday. The internet traffic kings. We're going to kind of move on now with the show. We've got a great guest here that's got some great stories and some great successes as well. I've kind of followed him a little bit as well, and really happy to meet with him. So please, uh, let's give an internet uh, traffic kings welcome. Kevin has told us so much about you, and you've done so much not only as you've grown your business, but uh, you've really expanded out now, and you're really kind of a, a superstar. You got everything that you want. You got your TV shows, you got your blogs, you got your equipment, you got a following. Tell us how all that started. And, and the direction that you're going to be going in? I've been in the online space now going uh, 20 years. Uh, I started in radio ad sales when I was younger. My family grew up in the, uh, in the media business. So kind of brought up around uh, the industry, if you will, in online marketing, well, online 20 years now, but media and marketing and TV, radio, yellow pages. And when I had the opportunity to get into the online uh, segment in 99, uh, when I first moved to Southern California from Oregon, where I'm originally from, uh, I really understood, started to understand the direct marketing, database marketing uh, strategy, uh, working with big brands when internet and all of the questions of these companies 20 years ago was, uh, how do we do it? What do we do? We need to acquire customers. This, this new shiny object of online uh, internet, uh, we got to spend some money. So started working with big brands, uh, handling their full strategy, uh, worked with a company or worked for a company at the time, L90. We were one of the three large uh, pillars of ad networks, DoubleClick 24-7 and L90 were the three uh, until the demise of uh, the dot-com crash and the demise of uh, one of the companies doing some, some paper trading with AOL and Home Store and a uh, longer story that uh, we'll, we can share about later. Uh, and that's when I launched my first media agency. Uh, it was really more out of uh, the client saying, hey, we'd love to spend money, uh, great strategy, we just don't won't do it with the company that we were that I was with at the time and uh, called my old assistant that had just gotten fired. Uh, we went and found an apartment in Brentwood, California and roomed together, stood the business up. And within two weeks, we were servicing contracts for American Express, AAA Auto Insurance and uh, Great Direct West and some large uh, companies that went from 13 employees in the dot crash to one guy having to figure it out. Uh, and fortunately, right time, right place uh, to take those over. And that was the launch of our first media agency, Columbus, uh, in 2000. But that's the beauty of this business, though, right, Rick, is you can literally scale overnight. You can, A, you can reach almost anybody. So as you said, within two weeks, you're able to get American Express as a client and, and several major brands, where traditionally it would take a, a much uh, longer path to be able to get there. You know, mm-hmm. we're talking about scale in the last show. So that's, that's amazing. Well, I think that's, uh, that's really been, I think, the challenge for a lot of us. Obviously, Kevin, you and I go back nearly that amount of time. And yeah, about 20 uh, years. We've seen, we've seen the, uh, the good, the bad, the ugly. The, uh, <laughs> seen it all. 
what I found in incubating different companies, and I'm sure similar to, to you guys that are here and others that are out there, uh, chasing this next opportunity, uh, focusing on one category or one, uh, one venture that has a short lifespan. And you don't know. You, you got to try. Right. You got you to put the energy and efforts into it. Um, but what I, what I found after a few years um, is the cyclical cycles of technology, media, clients, it all changes. It comes and goes. Right. So how, how do, this is about 10, 12 years ago, is how do I focus on trying to build sustainability? How do I get ahead of that curve and have the foundation that doesn't matter with markets like right now, uh, what we're all facing, uh, right. some dire, uh, crazy times that we've never experienced in our lives. And how do we try to sustain through that, both for our own families, our staff, our team? Um, 10, 12 years ago, when I launched Brand Ventures, it was trying to build the ecosystem and the infrastructure to move with those uh, markets. We started in lead gen. Uh, started in the finance division and you know payday loans and where payday became uh, hot in the uh, in the government sector and things changed we needed to have and the ability to, to shift into auto insurance or mortgage or having the platform uh, has really been the key and I think if I can lend that to anybody out there is get your foundation straight your house is only as good as what you have underneath it and right. If you don't have that foundation good, it can get blown over and destroyed rapidly. So that was part of the mantra is it all starts with an idea with our company and trying to have that foundation so that we can excel in the times that are good, cover ourselves in the times of bad and shift when the markets shift. So making that shift in e-com and direct the consumer about five and a half years ago out of necessity of VGen and some of the marketplaces that we were in were getting crushed. Okay, well, we have the foundation, we've got the team, the technology, the know-how, the experience. What do we take and where do we go with that? And that's, that's when we launched right. our uh, econ division about five and a half years ago now. So a little, little foundation story. The, um, right. And then you've kind of, kind of grew. Uh, tell us how you kind of got into technical and uh, kind of eased back into television. And it uh, sounds like you're having a good time. Well, I think, so, uh, Rick, it was, it was even on QBC as well, right, Rick? Correct. We, we had a couple airings this year on QVC. We've got some right. more that we're working through on, on our lead brand. But really what the, the basis that I wanted to try to prove um, to myself, my team, and where we could take this uh, from the affiliate marketing standpoint is can we develop a, a single widget and ultimately create that widget better than anybody can, creating multiple products in a category and creating a lifestyle brand that solves problems. So where we were looking in the flashlight space, there was dozens of guys that have come and gone. Can I put the time and money into a better product, better experience for customer service? Can we add other additional products that are either in market, retooling, uh, or new market uh, opportunities that we can uh, present? And ultimately, we made the decision a few years ago to develop that. Uh, we're up at 30-some SKUs, I think, now. We're moved into wow. retail contracts. We're moving, we've been on QVC a few times, looking through uh, some of our television exposure, so that was the vision and how do we take this affiliate marketing and a and product standpoint and try to reverse it with the ever-changing world that we're in with you know, retail and such. Right. So once we executed that, then we found how do we rapidly deploy something? Um, how do we test something quicker? Less money, less uh, uh, investment in time and energy in our team and staff, but really focusing on, uh, on a box, a problem and a solution. And can we create stories around that 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 uh, that product, and ultimately take that into uh, additional 
um, products that can, we can rinse and repeat basically. So we spent the time to build the technology and the systems. Now that we have our pet supplement brand, petjoy.com, we've got, uh, excuse me, some of our virtual goods in the credit monitoring space. We have uh, a new brand launching actually next week. Uh, we've developed for the last nine months um, in the CBD topical pain uh, category. Uh, we will have uh, grownscience.com is our newest brand that fits in that problem solution story, unique product, lifestyle. And um, it's gonna, it, it is the first and only reusable transdermal patch. Uh, it's a, actually I have some here. This is a, it's a three inch topical patch that it's the first and only that you can reuse up to five to seven days. Nanotechnology. Um, and we're rolling out the uh, grown science brand as the leading uh, topical brand that we believe we can duplicate right. that process. So that that's been the evolution of uh, offer multiple brand or multiple SKUs in a brand and then duplicate that and, and then ultimately taking this into an omni-channel on omni-channel strategy. That's amazing. That's awesome. Going back to your, sorry, John, going back to your uh, tactical gear and your survival gear. Obviously when I booked the interview with you weeks ago, we weren't in the, in the pandemic that we are now. Sure. What have you seen as far as sales and what's happening? Um, Cause I, I would, guess that your, your sales have ballooned even more so you're already doing extremely well but have, have they have you seen a big increase and have you changed any marketing i know obviously you have to be sensitive to your marketing um yeah so to, just, to that question um ironically yes. enough our, our type of category is during this time of the year is pretty consistent some products have uh, taken a little slide in a backseat because there's so much more online traffic and people uh, searching for different types of products. Now that's lowering cost of acquisition. Not a lot yes. of the brands are chasing the same budgets, which has helped. Um, so within that brand category, it's, it's been a consistent. Um, there are some of our products that we are seeing better. Uh, ironically enough, a, a mosquito a lantern, a mosquito zapper that we recently launched uh, about a year and a half or a year ago um, has been a product that I wouldn't have really thought about. Uh, it's a bug killer, right. bug zapper, keep, keep the infection away type of uh, stuff. To your point about being um, sensitive, we, we did some testing with our own database. You know, uh, how do we communicate and how do we articulate what's going on? And, and we found when we took a, a scarcity, the world's ending type of an approach to our already trusted customers, we were, we were met with a, a big bash, backlash, frankly. Sure. Um, we've already built the trust. They don't need to be sold. So we had to readjust our strategy and our communicating right. to the current customer and give them value instead of try to sell them more shit. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, so we learned that that, that less, lesson quickly. Um, on the flip side, um, our consumer goods have really gone through the roof because consumers can't get out of their house for things like our pet supplements. And um, right. that, those categories are seeing su substantial growth just due to circumstances and, and yeah. scarcity. The biggest challenge for us and others that are in the space that we've found is the entire supply chain has broke. The ability to get raw material. You think about even as simple as this bottle right here, empty, could take three to five months now, empty, to get from overseas manufacturers. And the US uh, supply chain is also three to five months backlog. You think about basic things like that for, for what we're doing and how, uh, how difficult things can be for us to be able to keep in stock. 
planning is a big thing. Uh, I've got guys that are in our space that have reached out and said, I can't get stock for five months. What can we do? Because some of their raw material is not available. So, and then the costs are going to go up as well, obviously, because, uh, I, because the demand goes up. The, not only the cost, but the supply chain and what's happening has been baffling. Um, I've, I've been spending 15, 16 hour days working through some uh, unique opportunities that have come about us because of this, but because of our experience in the supply chain and understanding and being able to facilitate things, what I am on the forefront where to move something from uh, say China to the US would cost, to give you a scenario, $3 per, per kilogram. We'd get terms, we could, you know, six figures to move things out and we don't have to pay it for a while. Uh, those airlines now, which would take a couple of days to fly things are upwards of two to four weeks, potentially wow. payment up front. And the cost went from $3 a kilogram upwards of $15 yesterday. Mm. Wow. So you can imagine what that's doing, not only to the supply chain for us and marketers and product, the globe, um, but the ability for us as consumers and what that's going to happen. And it's only going to get worse. So See, do you think uh, we're going to see hyperinflation? Do you think that's a reality? hundred yeah, uh, percent. It's, it's something that being on this side of it, seeing for, for guys like us, there's huge opportunity. I, I, right. I'll, I'll share a little bit of, of what's kind of come about um, that we're able to solve some problems. But on the flip side where we're scrambling to get product or goods or raw material, well, our customers are going to have to, to bear that. Um, we're right. still having to pay to acquire in a customer at a certain target range. And what happens sure. to us when we can't, afford to acquire that customer anymore because of, right. of costs. Look what happened last year with, uh, with the, uh, the tariffs at 30%. Some products right. we completely had to walk away from because that was our margin. Yep. That's good, good information. Uh, Rick, we want you to stick around. We're going to go around the horn with some closing thoughts here in a little bit, but we want to switch over now to the big dog, Bennett Kelly, uh, sitting on the beach. And Bennett, I want to thank you so much for, uh, for being with us today. Um, but some interesting things that are going on in your space now. Uh, talk to us a little bit about some things uh, that you're seeing, particularly we talked about data scraping. Tell us what that is and how it works. Sure. So a lot of people get data, you know, information, consumer information, and um, other details, email addresses, um, by scraping websites, uh, places like LinkedIn, Facebook, etc. And um, it's always been somewhat questionable legal practice. And so LinkedIn actually um, tried to shut down a company called IQ from doing this. And um, HiQ was smart and they went to court first to challenge LinkedIn's practice and um, won an initial battle. And then um, it went up to the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals and they won there again. Basically the court said that LinkedIn was claiming that them accessing and scraping the data from their websites um, violated the Computer Fraud and Abuse Act. And the court said, no, it didn't. Um, because LinkedIn has made it available to the public. And so they're just, if LinkedIn wanted to restrict it, um, then that would be different. And what, you've seen some other cases where if someone puts a technological barrier and you still go around that technological barrier and are scraping, then you may have liability. And there's still other where, areas where they could go after you for liability under general torts, such as, you know, conversion of property, that type of stuff. But um, so, 
for the time being, you know, while, link, while data scraping is a, you know, a questionably legally legal practice, um, this has been a victory for those who rely on that for data. Well, um, now uh, let's let's talk again about some some news. For a lot of people are st are still working at home, and uh, the laws have changed a little bit with that. Should they be aware of anything, or how do they keep themselves out of hot water uh, as an employer and an employee? Well, I mean, if this is an interesting year for California as a whole. We have our whole new employment law going to effect. That what's you know called the gig economy um, law. Some people refer to it as that basically just um, codified a Supreme Court decision that says if, if people are acting as employees, um, you know, we're gonna, you have to treat them as employees. And, uh, and it caused a big stink with companies like um, the companies like Uber and um, you know, the, the, um, the food delivery companies, et cetera. And so that, um, that's going to affect, we have a privacy law going into effect and then this is the basic common sense of you know using appropriate data security in this instance. And um, so it's a lot of challenges for people working at home at this time when there's some up ch some compliance issues that are coming to a head. Um, and and on that line, a number of businesses as I have asked the California Attorney General if they can delay um, the effective date in which. The, the California Privacy Consumer Privacy Act, which is goes into effect in January, but they can't be enforced until July. Um, ask him asking to delay the effective date of the enforcement um, because of the current crisis, and the Attorney General so far has refused. Well, that's awesome. I wanted to sorry. I wanted to cover also. I'm sorry, John. Um, price gouging, as far as and I see Rick Stallone as well. As far as from the wholesale point of view and also from the consumer point of view, what protection is in place right now? What should consumers know? And then also what should a supplier like Rick know when he's trying to buy goods if somebody's just outright gouging? I mean, and we've seen it unfortunately everywhere right now. I mean, well, there are certain laws in place for price gouging in states of emergency. And so the question is, is that you, I'm assuming most states have declared emergencies and so I would just report it to appropriate law enforcement. Um, but if it's overseas, that wouldn't that wouldn't be applicable. Then yeah, that's that's the problem. And yeah. uh, it, it's just it's um, crisis capitalism, unfortunately. Yeah. So, if Rick, do you see suppliers moving to the U.S. now? Like, are you uh, considering using U.S. suppliers? Uh, I've looked at. Uh, am I coming back on? I don't know if I'm. You're on. You're on. Yeah. I just see, see your pretty face. You're on. Um, we are trying to look at uh, solutions right now for that. It's not as easy as we, we were hoping. Um, so again, looking at pivoting into products that I know, like our pet supplements are all US based. So focusing on things that I can have a little bit more control on yep. um, the materials. That's a big thing. Regarding price, price gouging, uh, I'm in the midst of a, a substantial uh, buy-sell uh, relationship in the medical field. Um, with a couple of colleagues of ours where that's the biggest thing in demand where states aren't getting certain products like masks from 3M uh, because there's too many brokers trying to make such a big margin yep. that against the law. Uh, we just fortunately trumped uh, a, situation, a situation with that where we are now um, at the top of the food chain and making a reasonable uh, play with this and, and ultimately going to be able to fulfill these things. 
people are worried on the buy sell side that somebody's going to go to jail after this. So right. one piece of advice out there, it's okay if you get a little bit of scratch over a big long-term uh, or a one-off, don't get greedy, supply what's needed out there to the people that are needed because ultimately that's uh, that's the right thing to do. So Yeah, I've seen the same thing because I played around with the masks as well with the, uh, with the wholesale aspect of it. And that's the same thing where, where you know, the, the cost to produce a mask, you know, forget about a 3M, 1860, but just a general N95 is under 30 cents. And all of a sudden these suppliers were at a dollar 15. Okay, whatever. You know, then another broker gets in, two more brokers get in, these things are at 225, you know, which is just absolute. when you're talking about, you know, a million units, it's an absolute, uh, well, talk, it's absolutely talk crazy. Talk about contracts that I've been floating in back and forth at 100, 200, 300 million units at $6. Oh yeah. So yeah, it's crazy. We were fortunate to just realign the entire market uh, shift of wholesale buy um, literally today uh, and filling those contracts uh, to get the hundreds of millions in the hands of the hospitals that are needed at the price point right. that is required. So really uh, kind of stuff, a big day right? for us to do that. Good stuff. That's awesome. Well, I appreciate you taking the time uh, for being with us. Uh, Rick, uh, that's great information. Hope you'll come back uh, in the episodes that, that come up and kind of share with us how things are going with it. So uh, very nice to meet you, by the way. It's great to have you on the show. Uh, Bennett, as always, that's really, that's awesome to, to have you here. Next week, uh, Bennett, I think we'll talk a little bit more about the small business loan programs and, and how this uh, stimulus is working out as well. And of course, uh, the uh, the click father, uh, Kevin DiVincenzi is with us here. Kevin, thanks so much for giving me the time here. And as always, Absolutely. you were awesome. Good input that we had here. And as always, if you would like to participate in the show, uh, send us a, an email. Give us that email address, Kevin. Yeah, info at internettraffickings.com. So info at internettraffickings.com. And uh, just go ahead and uh, give us your question that you'd like to have us talk about. And uh, also, if there's some some internet uh, people that you know out there that you'd like us to talk to, just go ahead and let us know about that. It is a family show uh, for those that have been in the business for a long time and those that are just coming into the business. So we can help uh, maybe turn your lives around, hopefully make you rest a little bit easier and give you some thoughts on how you can reinvent yourself and use the talented people that we have on this show. So for all of us here at uh, Internet Traffic Kings. I'm the big Fabu. I'm John Fondy. We will see you next time and thanks for tuning in. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.